Hello, everyone. Welcome to the dictionary. Uh, how do I start? I usually say, hello, word nerds. What's up? Um, anyway, uh, we have a guest in this episode. If you could not tell from the title of this episode, we have the wonderful, and I now I, I hope I pronounce your name correctly, Mark Saltvite. Yes, I get you that? got it right. That's Excellent. about a one in 100 occurrence that someone gets my name right. Well, it was pretty obvious to me, but you know, a lot of people are, have terrible pronouncing things. So you're a dictionary I, geek. Everyone yeah. wants to make me Vietnamese. Salt Viet. Oh, got it, got it. No, salt Viet makes way yeah, more sense. Yeah. Well, so Mark, uh, first of all, thank you for being here. I am honored to be speaking with you. And oh, sure, uh, this is fun. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, and go ahead and tell the people about who you are and what you do and uh, whatever plugs you, you want to sure, talk about. Sure. I'm the editor of the Palindromist magazine, uh, which is the world's greatest palindrome magazine. Is and it you the can only find one? It, uh, there's two. Okay, good. I mean, I don't mean to talk trash, but, you know, Sema Games, it's all right. Um <laughs> And then uh, uh, you can check us out at palindromist.org. So that's like the first part of palindrome, but it just ends with I-S-T instead of E. So palindromist.org. Also, um, I was in a movie recently uh, about the whole palindrome scene. Uh, It's got some stars like Weird Al Yankovic and Danica McKellar and Will Shorts. And it's called The Palindromists plural, and you can check it out at thepalindromists.com. And it's a very fun movie. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously that is uh, why you're here. Uh, You know, we're not going to get into palindromes necessarily unless you throw any out there. But, um, you know, for people who are uh, regular listeners, I had Vince Clemente on. He's uh, the director of the movie. And I had heard about him through another podcast. And I was like, well, I got to get this guy on. And then, of course, that led me to you. And then I'm also going to have another one of the palindromists in the documentary on here as well. So look forward to that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So um the 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 world of palindromes are crazy. I've loved them since I was a kid when I learned about them. And oh, I'll I, send you, you some copies of the magazine. I think you'll really enjoy oh, it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I never I never got into them enough to really make my own or or follow them in any sort of way. But well, I, one I just, of the issues it's it's not nearly as hard to make a palindrome as you think. <laughs> I've actually done a show called Palindrome Fight where we get five comedians and we take audience suggestions and everyone has like 20 minutes to make up a palindrome. Uh, and uh, everyone has always been able to make up a palindrome. Some of them are terrible, right? but they're comedians. So they can be funny about how terrible their palindromes is or come up with really belabored justifications for why it's actually okay to have such a stupid palindrome. Right, or exactly. It, it really means uh, yeah. it's pretty fun. It is fun. Uh, I did try to make one once. I think I mentioned this to Vince uh, after I saw the documentary. I tried to make one, and I think it was actually going in a pretty good direction, but it was getting really, really complicated really quickly. Yeah. And I can't remember where I put it, whether it was on, I think it was on paper. So now I have uh, to go find it and finish it. And if I ever finish it, I'll send it to you. It's hard to finish them, right? It's right. easy for them to keep getting longer and longer <laughs> and then crazier and crazier. That's why I'm not a big fan of the super long palindrome. Some people mm. think that's really amazing. But, you know, two guys wrote novels where the entire novel was a single palindrome, like 50,000 words. And they're tortured. They're awful. No one has ever read them. I don't even think the guys who wrote them read them. They're painful. 
Right. You know, it's got to be fun. Yeah. And I'm sure that half of it doesn't even make any sense or or is such a stretch. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's like a tar bag, a slag, a bra, a gimbal, particular addenda. I, you know, it's, how how is that in any way fun? It's not. It's not. Yeah. But when you can make it funny, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Sit on a potato pan, Otis. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the fun, what I love about it, there's no such thing as a potato pan. Nobody, what would a potato pan be? Like you can only cook potatoes in it? Right. It's right. shaped like a potato. It's like an <laughs> egg cup, but it's a potato cookery device. There oh. are so many possibilities, but go sit on it, Otis. Otis. Yeah, but it's a great insult. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite ones in that Weird Al song, uh, which I know he he pulled a lot of them from different places. Yeah, but, he didn't write those, but he, he assembled them brilliantly. Yeah, he's like the editor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite ones was Go Hang a Salami, I'm a Lasagna Hog. Yeah, that's John Agee. He's in the movie a lot, yeah. actually. He's the only person to ever make money off palindromes. You know, that that's a that's something to strive for. Yeah. He does cartoons. I should I should be clear. He's a really gifted cartoonist. Uh yeah. and he's done he does other kids' books, which are very popular too. Like my daughters love the John Agee books. Awesome. Uh, the non-palindrome. They're kind of sick of palindromes at this point. <laughs> well, having you as a dad, I'm sure it's like non-stop, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Do we uh, have to, Dad? W- well, so obviously everybody should uh, go check out Mark's work. Go to his website. I will put that in the show notes as well. Uh, go check out the movie. Follow him on Twitter. We There's all the, all the stuff. You can find yeah, all yeah. the stuff. Um, great. Well, let us talk about these words that we have yeah. today. Um, this is airing on May 14th. It's uh, a month from now and more, five weeks from now. Um, all right. So our first word is chartist. C-H-A-R-T-I-S-T. Uh, they, they made that movie, The Artist, and now I think they should make a movie <laughs> called The Chartist. Yeah. Uh, this is a noun from 1919. One any analyst of market action whose predictions of market courses are based on study of graphic presentations of past market performance. Did that make sense? Yeah, I think it's a little, um, I think it's a little outdated. I mean, yeah, usually we would call that person an analyst right now mm-hmm. um, because we don't really call our psychotherapist analysts anymore. Um, or the, the, the hip word for it is a quant. Oh, short for quantitative. I have not heard that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So if you get serious Wall Street people, they're like, oh, he's a quant, man. Listen to what he says. <laughs> they have all the respect. Have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed that, you know, we used to make fun of nerds until they started figuring out how to make money. And now all of a sudden it's totally cool to be a nerd. Oh, yeah. It's it is very cool to be a nerd. Also, money and uh, making really cool movies and stuff. <laughs> Well, I think making cool movies has always been cool, but yeah. you know, being being a a, a programmer or a, yeah. a Wall Street quant, those guys make a ton of money. Like math majors are getting vacuumed up by big Wall Street firms. I I will never be one of those nerds, but I am a a, a tried and true proud nerd. I'm in the nerd verse. Cool. And I, yeah. I think all all my listeners are word nerds, as I like to call them. I, I think. Pretty safe to say if you're into palindromes, you're a nerd. Oh, yeah, totally. Right. In a good yeah. way. The we good got, we got two nerd. nerds here. The fun, the fun way. Yes. Um, 
Okay, so we've got our number two definition. It's just the synonym cartographer. Uh, isn't that, That's kind of random. Yeah, it seems odd, because isn't a cartographer the one who makes maps? Yeah, yeah or charts, like, I guess, nautical charts. Yeah, maybe, that's true. Maybe they specialize in boat maps. That makes sense, yeah. All also right. well, obsolete, of course. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and usually it will say obsolete in here if it is obsolete, but neither one of these says obsolete or archaic or anything like that. So, Well, it depends well, how old the person who made the dictionary is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I still like paper maps. I hang on to paper maps, but I realize that no one under 50 feels that way. Yeah. Right? Like, if Russia wants to take over America, all they have to do is blow up the GPS satellite, and our <laughs> troops won't even be able to find their base. That is very true, and they'll need some old fogies to uh, <laughs> to lead them around. Great. With now, maps. I thought I dodged war my whole life, and they're going to be, no, we need you, old man. Here's, here's the you're, map. You're the lead only one. Lead us into battle. Yeah. Because you just happen to have this random map of this area. Yeah. Well, just you can read our maps. That's going to be the thing. Mm. I'm just going to go, no, it's over that hill. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Our next word is chartreuse. Or you could make that S sound as Z, chartreuse. Uh, I shall say chartreuse. This one is spelled weird to me. It is C-H-A-R-T-R-E-U-S-E, chartreuse. It is a noun from 1884, a variable color averaging a brilliant yellow green. Now, I've I've read a few colors in this book, and I don't think I've seen one that says variable or averaging. Yeah, that kind of freaks me out. I think I think the guy who wrote the dictionary was BSing. I think he really didn't know. It's <laughs> like he was like, Chartreuse, I know I've seen that somewhere. Isn't it that kind of green one? And his wife is like, no, it's yellow. And he's like, uh, uh, let's just say it averages. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, uh, before we got on, I posted a picture on my Instagram of a different color. It was like Serralo or something, some sort of green. And I, when I looked it up, just, you know, on Google, there's a variety of colors for this one Serralo. thing. It's something like that. Here, I'll, yeah, I'll take yeah. a look. Um, well, my, my theory is if it's not a crayon color, it's not a real color. Right. It doesn't exist. And sometimes even then. Uh, let's see. This one. Oh, Celadon. That's what it was. Oh, Celadon. I think I've seen that. Isn't that yeah, a, yeah. A, a whale? Uh, the the whales are... Oh, see, I could There's go back. There's something like that. Yeah. Whales are... Um, I'm BSing here. So I took the liberty. I, I would, like you, I was kind of freaked out by the variable thing. Yeah. And and I actually Googled it, and uh, according to Wikipedia anyway, it's not a variable color. It doesn't change. It's a very specific color, and I can tell you the exact RGB values. <laughs> Do it. Red, 128, green, 255, and blue, zero. So, it you know, if it varied, they would have different numbers for that, right? Yeah. So why is it variable? I think the guy was BSing. I think he just didn't know, and he was too lazy to go out and find out from somebody. I mean, look at this definition. For one thing, okay, this is a pretty common color. Like, it didn't exist before 1884? Uh, or it just didn't have a name? The word, I think the word got into the English language in 1884. Yeah, but so no one in America saw that color before? <laughs> I, I'm going to say yes, correct. <laughs> so and and then it says uh, the definition is capital C chartreuse. So they're saying it comes from the liquor, 
right? Which we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, that's where it's it's saying the name. Yeah, the, but yeah, the liquor goes from. back to 1737. Yeah. And chartreuse is a French word, but they don't say it comes from the French word. No, it, they say it comes from the liquor and the color didn't exist Well, 150 there, years ago. There's a lot of stuff missing in here. I, I feel like this one wasn't very important to them, so they didn't give it yeah, as much space. Exactly. As uh, Although, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for uh, the liquor and it does say green or yellow. Hmm. Uh, so I wonder if that's partly it's funny why. they didn't just say chartreuse yeah yeah because I'm pretty sure it's the same color hmm maybe it has to do with how people see color and some people yeah. call it yellow and some people call it green yeah okay I can buy that like the color stays the same it's just we see it differently yeah I wonder if men and women see it differently I think very women possible. see more colors than men I think they in, do. In my limited experience. Yeah, yeah. I did take one of those online tests, though, and I did get the highest score possible for distinguishing color. So really? I, I think I have a surprisingly good color wow. distinguishing in my eyes. I don't so know. So you can tell the difference between chartreuse and celadon? Uh, probably. If you showed me the two, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's put some money on yeah. it. Um, yeah, so so the next one is chartreuse with a capital C. It's a trademark, and it is used for a usually green or yellow liqueur. So I, I'm that. gonna not buy the liquor if the color changes from green to yellow between <laughs> batches. Oh yeah, that's uh, that, that's, that's a need for more quality control, in my opinion. Let's see, there there are actually separate things. There's green chartreuse and yellow chartreuse. Uh, one is naturally green from <laughs> herbs and plants and uh and the other one is yeah they also have a different um alcohol percentage the the green is a bit stronger um the yellow one is a milder and sweeter flavor and it's uh yeah interesting so they're saying it's 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 the same as the booze and since there's two kinds of booze it varies by which type of the booze you buy (laughs) i guess right it all comes down to booze it's like if they called it schnapps color. Right. And, you know, but this is this is uh, peppermint schnapps, but that one is red pepper schnapps, and it's got a red tinge. Yeah. I, I, I've I never even heard of this liquor, and not that I would necessarily like it, but now I'm really curious to try it. It sounds very French to me. It Yeah, and it says the flavor is herbal. Uh. So, you know. All right. Not so sure about that. Yeah, yeah. Chartreuse. <sighs> Which means Our, charter house, by the way. I looked it up. Oh. Which is oh. the main living quarter of a Carthusian monastery. Right. I was going to say the, the manufacturer is the Carthusian monks. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that I talked about the word Carthusian back in the day. So maybe I should go re-listen to what I said about that. Yeah. If it was in the book. Interesting. Oh, yeah. You can go down so many rabbit holes. I know. All right. Our next word is cartulary. Uh, but mm. it's, you know, it's pronounced car, but there's a CH at the beginning. This is a noun <laughs> from 1571, and the synonym is just cartulary without the H. Not only um, the synonym, but just the definition. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. There's literally no definition. And actually, that's like if the word was potato and the definition was potato. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening here. That's a, this is a lazy dictionary writer. I'm sorry. I don't mean to trash your dictionary. That's right. I'm sure there were many writers, so they're all lazy. This guy was so burnt out yeah. by this point. 
Well, he's got like a thousand pages to go plus. <laughs> I know. Um, it's like, oh, why did I take this job? <laughs> just a reminder, uh, the definition of cartulary is uh, a collection of charters, especially a book holding copies of the charters and title deeds of an estate. So some people like to spell it with an H. It's mostly right. churches, I think, and monasteries. I will trust you on that. I've been doing a lot of uh, research into medieval Latin palindromes lately. <laughs> I really have. And I'm actually going to publish some uh, scholarly papers. I'm giving a talk at the International Medieval Congress in July. Oh, my God. Actually, I gave That's one the awesome. other day for the Paideia Institute. I'll send you the link. You can put it on the website. About yeah. uh, the, the Rotas Square and uh, the tradition of Latin palindromes. So your your presentation at the medieval event, Congress, yeah. the medieval Congress is literally just about Latin palindromes. The tradition of Latin palindromes, yeah. That's the one awesome. I gave the other day, which is already available, was a little more fun. John Agee drew two original cartoons for oh. it, by the way, and I covered basically all of ancient palindromes, Greek and Latin and Egyptian and word squares. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's about an hour. I think I think I kept it pretty lively. I put jokes in it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, when you can when you can bring jokes and entertainment into it, you you can talk about anything and people will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I so um, are you familiar with the band? They might be giants. I am actually. They, they yeah. So they, I it's palindrome not, I. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, a wonderful word palindrome in that song. Um, you know, not letters, but words. Yeah. But uh, one of the members just released, it's not public yet, but he is releasing a, a, a four song EP of, it's called Roman songs and they're all in Latin. Uh, there's yeah. no palindromes, but they're all in Latin. I heard you mention that in, uh, in, in a recent episode. I, I have to call some of my, uh, I have some friends I've worked out who are like professors or, or grad students in, in Latin. They're going to be very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. The Paideia Institute will, th their whole point is to popularize classics. So they'll probably give the album away and buy a thousand copies. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait till it goes public. I'm part of their fan club, so I've already oh, heard cool. it. But uh, yeah, the, the rest of the people need to hear it. Um, all right. Next, we have the word... This is interesting. Charwoman. I feel like we had a related word recently, and I can't remember. But I've read so many words, I forget them all. Char a woman, woman who is horribly burned in a fire. Is basically what it, she's been charred with some charcoal. Uh, <laughs> That's a terrible word. Yeah. Well, so what it, the definition, it, it's a noun from 1596. A cleaning woman, especially in a large building. Oh. And it's I, a janitor lady. Yeah, basically. And I think that the char is something specific. There's some reason that's there, and I don't, I don't know why it because huh. they don't explain it here. But yeah. I mean, it just comes. Oh, it comes from the word char with an e. Uh, and let's see. Let me just go back a, a page. So, did the word chairman originally mean janitor, dude? <gasps> oh, it's char. It's charwoman because the word char. It's actually pronounced chair with an e means chore. I forgot oh. that. So it's uh, she's the chore woman. That's basically what it is. She does the chores. The chore man of the board. Yeah. Oh yeah. We we talked about chairman and all that stuff before. Mm. Okay, it's been covered. I won't go there then. Yeah. Well, I've uh, like I said, I've forgotten most of it, but we, yeah. we have discussed it. Uh, I've discussed it with myself, basically. Languages evolve. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Next we have this. I wonder if this is similar. Uh, it is cherry. C-H-A-R-Y. It is an adjective from the 15th century, 
We've got a few definitions. Number one is archaic. Synonyms are dear, like D-E-A-R, and treasured. It is so treasured. It is cherry. I have never heard this because it is archaic. Yeah, it's archaic. Number two, discreetly cautious as 2A, hesitant and vigilant about dangers and risks. 2B. Yeah, that's what I think of. Wary. Cherry is wary, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then we do have a, another synonym coming up that, you know, encompasses all of that as well. Uh, but we've got 2B, slow to grant, accept, or expend, as in a person very cherry of compliments. I just right. love the phrase very cherry. Yeah. I, I like this word. This is actually one of my favorite words. Had you heard it before? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You'll uh, recall from my article, The Seven Useless Skills of the Palindromist, that vocabulary is one of the key tools the palindromist uses. Well, you, you, can't, you can't make very many palindromes if you don't have a good vocabulary. You need all the words you can find. You really yeah. need. The dictionary is your friend. Oh, yeah. No, literally, the first time I wrote a, a palindrome... I picked up a dictionary and just dug through it like, you know, a crate digger DJ yeah. kind of thing, finding the words I needed. Yeah, I think when I was writing the one, I, I think I had to pull out the dictionary to see, is this a word? <laughs> Do these letters start to create oh, yeah, a word? Oh, yeah, you have to. Yeah. It's, no, it's, and, and, and uh, I had gotten as a Christmas present the Oxford Shorter Dictionary. So I had words like virago in there <laughs> nice. that I'd never heard of before. Yes. Um, I also bought a book and I'm reading it uh, for Patreon exclusives. It's like 6,000 unusual words that aren't oh, in the dictionary. Nice. Um, yeah. There, there are some interesting ones in there. Uh, let's see. Just to finish up, cherry, the synonym is the word cautious. Mm. Uh, cherily is an adverb. Um, and it's a Middle English word and it means sorrowful or dear. Uh, oh. From the Old English. Now, maybe you know how to pronounce this. Kerig? Cherig? I do not know that. Yeah, I don't know my old English. Uh, but that means sorrowful from karu, which means sorrow, and there's more at the word care. So yeah, we get the word care from right. cherry. Careful. Yeah, basically. Exactly. Careful right. and wary. Yep, yep. Cautious, all that stuff. All right, our next word is charybdis. Capital C-H-A-R-Y-B-D-I-S. Charybdis. I guess you could also say charybdis or charybdis if you so like. Uh, this is a noun from 1511. It is a whirlpool off the coast of Sicily personified in Greek mythology as a female monster. And then it says to compare to the word Scylla spelled S-C-Y-L-L-A. Right, because it's from the Odyssey, right? This is Homer. I this think is, you're uh, right. Uh, this is uh, the 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 uh, uh, Charybdis and Scylla's the rock and the hard place. It's been way too long since I read that book. I guess I Scylla right. must be the rock. So Charybdis is a hard place, which is a whirlpool, which is actually kind of soft and deadly. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a wet tornado, right? <laughs> <laughs> Almost a Sharknado, but not quite. <laughs> there may be sharks in it. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe well, that's so, where they got Sharknado. Like a, a a whirlpool came out of the water up into the air and took the sharks with it. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, the the Scylla is the legendary monster who lives on one side of a narrow channel of water opposite the counterpart Charybdis. 
uh, yeah, so, you know, the rock and the hard place might not be literal, but, um, yeah, they are definitely, that is like, you know, you got this one bad thing on that side and this bad yeah. thing on that side. And what do you do? Well, hard to get through without dying, I think. is, is Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yes, Scylla is first attested in Homer's Odyssey. Right. Well done. So I think the first time that I was aware of this word Charybdis was in my oh, probably late teens or early 20s. Somebody told me that in the city, uh, Chicago, uh, there was a place that you could go. Young Younger people could go and hang out. And they had like a little skate park and yeah. games and uh, music. And you could play a frisbee. It was this large very large indoor place and i went there once and it was very cool i don't i think it was mostly for underage kids you know so there was no alcohol but uh it was really cool and i wish that i charybdis it was called charybdis oh my god i I wasn't aware of what that was um but uh yeah and then then i think they closed shortly after that it's a weird name to give to a place you want people to go to it is a weird name It's like a, a, a good name for an evil character in a like a gothic novel, like right. a murder mystery or something. Charybdis. Yeah, yeah. Don't date Charybdis, man. See if you can get that in a palindrome. <laughs> oh, that's a... Well, Sid by... Actually, it's not bad at all. Uh, Sid and then by and then Ra, R-A-A, like a cheer, mm. and then any word that starts with a C. Yeah, yeah well, no, so that's is... pretty easy, actually. So, so what is the Sid, S-I-D? Does that could mean... Could be a guy named Sid. Sure, sure, sure. Or uh, it could be a word that ends with S, something, you know, as right. I-D. Oh, I don't man. know. I don't know why you end up with, why you have the word by followed by raw. So you're like right. interrupted by a cheerleader in the middle of your sentence. It's a little <laughs> right. awkward. Well, see, that's what I find so amazing about creating palindromes is that you can get so creative with your grammar and you know punctuation marks and you all that. You have to. to. Yes, yes. That's what's so amazing. See, now you're just stealing to. stuff out of my article, The Seven Useless Arts of the Polymerous, because <laughs> punctuation is another one. Humor is another one. Uh, but yeah, the punctuation, all the parentheses and semicolons and mm-hmm. dashes and very you need all of it. All of it. But it, right. it, it breaks into words. And so then it's just up to your creativity in, in diagramming a sentence to get it to make sense. Exactly. All right. Well, if you ever do create a palindrome with the word Charybdis in there, you got to send it to me. I'll give you a footnote, I'll, I'll shout you out. Awesome. Awesome. Spencer made me do this. Don't blame me. <laughs> Just blame him. I wasn't going to do it. I Right. I tried to avoid it like the plague, but he forced me. He, <laughs> yeah, he called me I every day. I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Ah. Now, if you can work that into the palindrome too, <laughs> now, there you go. All right. Well, so we only have one more word for this episode, but there are five forms of it. And it's, you know, half wow. of this section. So, uh, it is the word chase, spelled C-H-A-S-E. The first form is a noun from the 13th century, 1A, the hunting of wild animals. And that is used with the word the, so the chase. 1B, the act of chasing, synonym is pursuit. 1C, an earnest or frenzied seeking after something desired. 2 Something pursued, and a synonym is quarry. That's, now, I, think I haven't that's... heard that. The first one makes a ton of sense, right? You enjoy the chase. But mm-hmm. I am the chase that is being chased? That doesn't sound right. 
Yeah, and I, I'm not really familiar with this word quarry in this context. Well, quarry. I've heard quarry. 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 Okay. Quarry. Yeah, like that. The prey. It okay. Just means okay. Prey. Yeah. So I guess that's called chase. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Now, if you're being stumped, then I know it's. If I'm the editor, I just cut that one and I go, no, no. <laughs> but no, you know, you they have to get. Up. They got to get every single possible use of the word. Well, it in is here. 13th century. So a lot could have changed. Oh, yeah. By that. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. a long time ago. Um, okay, number three a tract of unenclosed land used as a game preserve. Four. All right. The synonym is just the number one definition for the word steeplechase. So they didn't have time to say steeplechase. They just shortened it to chase. That's like hipster language. That's like, you running track? Yeah, chase. I'm yeah. doing chase, man. But, the, but that was back in the 14th century. <laughs> yeah. Hipster 14th language. Yeah. 14th century language. Um, and then number five, a sequence, as in a movie in which the characters pursue one another. That's always fun parallel editing. Now, now I've got a bone to pick there. They don't pursue one another. That's just a romance if they're pursuing one another. True. It's generally one of them is pursuing the other one. Yes, yes. The It's not that hard if they're pursuing each other. They're just like, oh, there you are. Cool. Right. Yeah, I think we can just take off the uh, one another and yeah, that. just yeah. end it with pursue. Again, if I'm pursue. editor, red pen slash. Yep, yep. Well, you know. You can make your own, maybe. Your own. All right. Book. Yeah, I've, I've got lots of extra time to create yeah. a dictionary. <laughs> um, all right. We have now the second form of chase. This is a verb from the 14th century. We are starting with transitive 1A. To follow rapidly. Synonym is pursue. To you chase. A, yeah. 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 Uh, 1B. Synonym is hunt. Uh, right. Next is 1C. To follow regularly or persistently with the intention of attracting or alluring. Uh, that's called stalking. I think they're, they're <laughs> sexual harassment, I think, is really what we call that now. Yeah. Well, maybe when we get to the word stalk, uh, it'll yeah. be the exact same definition. Make a note. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's like a decade from now. <laughs> I have a lot of Remind notes. me. <laughs> Uh, okay, number two is obsolete. The synonym is harass. So yeah, that's definitely related there. So uh, good palindrome, harass Sarah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, that's perfect. It's just the two words. That's yeah. it. The double S and then the S on Sarah, three S's in a row, harass yeah. Sarah. Yeah, but but please don't go no, harass no, Sarah. No, 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 it's, it's a palindrome. It's <laughs> She doesn't appreciate metaphor. it. Yeah, no. That's a good one, though. Nice and short. Uh, number three, to seek out, and that is often used with the word down, chase down, as in mm, detectives right. chasing down clues. Right. Number four, to cause, to depart, or flee, and a synonym is drive, as in chase the dog out of the garden. Yeah, sure. Okay. Five, to cause the removal of by a batting rally. And the part in parentheses is talking about a baseball pitcher. Right. So to cause the removal of a baseball pitcher by a batting rally. What What other kinds of, when, when else do you have a batting rally except in a baseball game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're, if you have pets who are bats and you, everybody brings their pet bats and you have a rally. Ah, I see where you're going. I don't think so. I don't think so. You're not, you're not, and why would you be swinging at the bats anyway? No, that yeah. we don't want to hurt them. 
No. That's uh, oh, weird. Okay, so uh, similarly, number six, to swing at. Well, that's the end of the definition, but then the parenthesis says, a baseball pitched out of the strike zone. To swing oh, yeah. at. yeah, chasing the pitch. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so those were transitive. Now we have intransitive. One, to chase an animal, person, or thing, as in chase after material possessions. Sure. Number two, synonyms are rush and hasten, as in chased all over town looking for a place to stay. A bit of a stretch. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. I'm rushing. I'm hastening. I don't know. Yeah. Um, now we have some additional synonym information for this form of chase. I love this because it just gives more specific information about the synonyms. Mm. So we've got chase, pursue, follow, trail, mean to go after or on the track of something or someone. Chase implies going swiftly after and trying to overtake something, fleeing or running, as in a dog chasing a cat. Pursue suggests a continuing effort to overtake, reach, or attain, as in pursued... Now I lost my place. (laughs) Pursued (laughs) the criminal through narrow streets. Follow puts less emphasis upon speed or intent to overtake as in friends followed me home in their car well you maybe you were drunk or something they, that's good of them <laughs> right right uh and then trail may stress a following of tracks or traces rather than a visible object as in right. trail deer also as in trailed a suspect across the country well i think of trail as when you can't see them right if you're chasing mm. somebody or following them you can see them yeah yeah, yeah, when you're trailing them, you're trying to, yeah, like it said, following the tracks. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, rather than a visible object. Yep, yep, yep. I, I like this whole explanation thing, but my only bone to pick with it is sometimes you chase and you don't really care about catching. Like when my daughters were little, they actually, like, I'm trying mm. to, you know, raise them. You're just as good as boys and stuff. And they would go up to boys and just go, chase me, chase me. And like grab them and like, ah, you're ruining all my feminist uh, dreams for you. <laughs> um, but it's just fun. And the, you, no one expects the boy to tackle her. Right. <laughs> right. It's just, it's a game you play. Or like they talk about, you know, your dog's chasing a car. And people have the phrase, it's like the dog that caught the car. The dog, dog doesn't really have a plan if it catches the car. No. What does it do? <laughs> Kills it and eats it. Right. I feel like there was a far side joke about that. Like, what did the the what did the dog do? What does the dog do when it once it catches the car? I don't know. Oh, I'm yeah, probably yeah. making that up. I'm sure it did. That was a Greek strip. Yes. You're showing um, your age though. Oh, uh, dude. Nineteen forties, I think, when that was. <laughs> uh, I, nah, I'm, uh, yeah, solidly in the eighties oh. and nineties, but uh, but <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It, uh, it it came back. Uh, he's got a website, oh, really? and he oh um, nice. He's he posts new comics every once in a while, but I think after a little bit they go away, and so I've only uh, seen a couple. So you got to uh, jump on them. Yeah, yeah. If you guys don't Smart. know what the far side is, you got to go check it out. Yeah, there was a weird thing in the Northwest where I'm from. There was a comedian in Seattle named Gary Larson who had oh. nothing to do with the comic strip, but everybody knew the comic strip. And he would show up and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Gary Larson. He's like, well, kind of not really. And he We're actually both changed funny. his name. I can't remember what his other name. He actually ended up changing his name because it was so annoying. I don't blame him. 
Yeah. Everybody's expecting you to like draw a comic on stage. Yeah, yeah right. Like, no, I just say funny things. Yeah, I just talk. Uh, all right, so here we go with the third form of chase. This is... Uh... Oh, this is my favorite. Okay, good. Uh, this is a, a transitive verb. Um, from the 15th century, number one, A, to ornament metal by indenting with a hammer and tools without a cutting edge. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Or? Uh, one B, to make by such indentation. Uh, and then one C, to set with gems. Yeah. Uh, two A, synonyms are groove and indent. And then two B, to cut with a chaser. And the example of what you are cutting is a thread. Yeah, I, I, they lost me on that one. But I, I love this word because if I'm understanding them correctly, basically it means make something prettier by hitting it with a hammer. <laughs> As a dude, that very much appeals to me. Yes. Your car looks kind of playing to me, Spencer. Here, let me pretty it up a little. Let me just... I got a mini sledge. Look at that. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That looks like a steel drum. Oh, man, that would be so fun if my car was also a steel drum. (laughs) Can we make that happen? Well, let's try. Why don't I beat it with a hammer and we'll see if it has the sound... Of a steel drum. Yeah, if it doesn't work, we'll just hit undo. Yeah, exactly. I'll just pull the ladder, the hammer back. <laughs> right. Just so I was you... reading this, and I wondered if this is actually the origin of the phrase "a shot in a chaser." Interesting. Now, I had always before thought it meant that you 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 know you have a, a shot of alcohol and then you chase it with with a beer that's following it down your throat but that always seemed a little weak to me uh compared to the effect of doing that and and trying to make something prettier by beating it with a hammer is a lot closer to my experience (laughs) of having a beer quickly after doing a shot well i i'm just gonna say that you are correct uh because i like i like the i like your 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 thought train there we'll take a vote two to nothing okay yeah it wins it it wins um, let's see. Uh, the etymology, by the way, says it's from Anglo-French enchasser, which means to set. So, yeah, that's oh. all about setting the, the gems and things. But, man, now I really want to just smack some metal with a hammer yeah. and see what I can make. I'll set you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that hammer. Uh, all right. Our fourth form of chase is a noun from 1611. One, th- these are all related. Uh, number one, the synonyms are groove and furrow. Two, the bore of a cannon. Three A synonym is trench. Man, my mouth was about to say stench. Yeah. Maybe I'm smelling myself. Trenches Uh, often have stenches. Yeah, that's true. Three B, a channel, as in a wall, for something to lie in or pass through. Like water, maybe. Um, Uh, uh, To pass through would be a door. Yeah, true, true, right? true. Yeah, so that'd be the to, chase. How do you yeah. lie in a wall? That that sounds a little... I, I'm picturing like a chase scene where mm. uh, the police are chasing the guy. He goes around the corner and there's a little indentation in the wall and he slides into it and they, mm-hmm. look and they can't see him because he's kind of... I guess that's what it means? I guess. <laughs> but that's like the opposite of a chase. That's like an escape from a chase. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. 
this is why etymology of these things are so interesting. Yeah. Um, but actually, that maybe this will help. Uh, it is from the French word, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, chasse, C-H-A-S, Chasse. which yeah. means eye of a needle. Ah. From the lower Latin copsus, which means enclosed space. So, yeah, that's sort of what you were saying before. Okay. Um, uh, I bet that's related to capsule. Yeah, probably. Uh, It's alternative of the Latin copsa, which means box. And there's more at the word case. So, yeah, it's uh, like a space, uh, an enclosed space, a box, something like that. Related to capsicum for pepper? Uh, very kind of hollow peppers yeah 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 maybe it's possible that total spitballing yeah that's what we do here i I think all (laughs) words just come from like two words yeah yeah mama and dada (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're all variations pretty much all right and our last and final word it's still chase it's the fifth form noun from 1612 just one year after the last one a rectangular steel or iron frame in which letterpress matter is locked. And then the example is for printing. Uh, so they put it put now, it in a chase. Now that is obscure and yeah. obsolete. That's why it's the last one. Makes sense. Uh, they say it's probably from the French chasse, which means frame or reliquary. Reliquary. Uh, uh, I reliquary. Think. That's Thank what you, you put your relics in, your piece of the true cross. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, St. Joan's lips or whatever that you worship. <laughs> right. And if you have St. Joan's lips, <laughs> give those them are, back. might be worth something. That's really... She I could think you them. should give them back. You shouldn't sell somebody's lips. That's just yeah. rude. Um, so those were all the words. I'm just going to reread them quickly. Chartist, chartreuse, chartreuse, char- uh, how do you say <laughs> Carchillary. Yep. Uh, charwoman, cherry, charybdis, and many forms of chase. So, Mark, you get to now pick your word of the episode, and you can use oh, whatever criteria you it's want. It's cherry. I, I have to go with cherry, because that's one you can use still to this day, and uh, it, it, it comes up a lot. You should be careful. If you're reading conspiracy theories on the internet, you should be cherry. Excellent. The word of this episode is cherry it's not the cherry you eat. It's the uh, cautious and wary cherry. Be very cherry of yes, Harry Larry. I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Let's see. I think that's it for that. Uh, you know, just just real quick. I've I've taken on this tradition now of saying some holidays that are today. Mm. So I will quickly just go through those. Please. In Nigeria, it is something that I do not know how to pronounce. It is the second day of. Id el Fitter. I'm just mm. going to say that's, that's right. how you say it. Close enough. Id, Id el Fitter, I think. Yeah. Uh, in Chile, it is National Engineers Day. It is Independence Day in Paraguay or Paraguay. There are no major holidays in the U.S. It's also Flag Day in Paraguay, which is probably related to Independence Day. In Malawi, it is Hastings, Banda's birthday. In Liberia, it is National Unification Day. And it is the first day of Izo Taisha Shrine Grand Festival. And what are our fun holidays? It's, no, I don't want to create an account with this webpage. Thank you very much. It is <laughs> National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. That's highly specific, mm. but tasty. And it is also National Dance Like a Chicken Day. So Wow. I go. think every day is National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. It should be. Yeah. I really want some biscuits and gravy now. Yeah, that sounds um, really good. 
Yeah, so that is all we are going to do for this episode. Thank you for, for joining me and uh, providing some very wonderful color commentary. Oh, sure. This is super fun. Anytime. And, and that color, of course, is chartreuse. <laughs> yes. It changes. Sometimes I feel green. Sometimes I feel yellow. Yeah. I'm just a chartreuse kind of guy. Awesome. Uh, and then just uh, one last thing that I wanted to mention about palindromes. I've mentioned this and this this show before, but... um. I have uh, I enjoy backwards talking, so it's recording oh, my can audio. Can you do that a bit? Yeah, uh, recording wow. it, flipping it, learning how to say it, and then recording that. I've heard that of people it. who have that skill, but I've never actually met one before. Do some. Do some. Okay. Well, I'll just give you. Let's see something that comes off the top of my head. Um, uh, oh my God! Now my can brain you do is that? blank. Uh, what, what's the uh, uh, What's the song? Is it Lil Kim or? Um... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Put your thing down, flip it and reverse yeah, yeah. it. I, I don't I don't know. I never memorized Rip that one part. Yeah, yeah. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive yet. Well, I, I can say my name, Spencer. It if you flip the letters, it looks like you would pronounce it Recknaps, but obviously yeah. that wouldn't work. So my right. name, Spencer uh you know phonetically backwards would be ersnaps spencer so it's oh. not it's not all that different but it's pretty close you know yeah. mark would be crom mark mark yeah crom yeah mark crom it'd be uh, like carm right mark crom it'd be uh crom there's a the, well, the spelling r. it would be crom but well sound, you're, in your it case like? it actually works both ways yeah oh oh mm-hmm. Saltvite might be that's a little bit different. Saltvite, uh, tiav, tiavtlas, saltvite. Yeah, we always say tiavtlas, but that's based on spelling, not the right. Sound. Right, it's close though. You, you I have don't one have of those the gene that can do the the backward sound, or at least I haven't I, practiced it. I, I mean, have tried to explain this, this to people, and they they're like, "What? I, I can't. I don't understand." But the reason I bring it up is because uh, I have played with with my friend a couple of times to create phonetic palindromes, so oh. it sounds the same essentially yeah. when you play it backwards and forwards. Cool. Um, so that's a whole other thing that you could get into if you yeah if you well, want to. We could definitely put a link to that on the website at palindromist.org. Yeah, I'd be the, happy to put some of that on there. The easiest one, and my my cousin told me this. I had no clue. It's so short and simple, and you would never in a million years think that this would be a phonetic palindrome. Yeah, but it's just the phrase, "Yeah, right." Yeah, right. What? Yeah, right. If you don't enunciate the T in right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It yeah, you play right. it backwards, and it's yeah, right. Wow. It's crazy. That blows my mind. Do you listen to lots of 60s psychedelic rock? Because they all had the little backwards, oh, like yeah. sitars or whatever. Yes. Not the lyrics too much. Not often the words. Right, right. And, and That's of course, why that one I, I bring up, reverse it. Yeah. Man, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, what? She she played the How audio did she backwards? Do, I mean, I, did she, have you seen her do it live? I'm wondering, no. if, can she really... Does she sing that part or did they just... Um, a Missy Elliott, that's right, who it is. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, I, I want, don't know. Yeah. I She's so awesome that I think that she probably would learn how to do that backwards right. to do it that's live. That's what I imagine is is uh, uh, the first time they just use the studio tape yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah. But it, it wouldn't be that hard to do. 
No, it's pretty short phrase. It's something like that. Well, now I'm inspired to go learn that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) It wouldn't be all that hard either. uh, That would would chill at karaoke. Oh, yeah, if you could do that live. uh, People will be hooting and hollering. Uh, maybe someday. Maybe someday when I'm allowed to leave the house again. And, and when we have karaoke again. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, this has been a blast. I would love to have you on again in the future. Sure. You know, we have anytime 1,500 pages to go in this book. It's yeah, I'll take have me... my, my talk at the International Medieval Congress to promote in July. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. We'll get <laughs> the you on traditional for that. Latin palindromes. It's going to be a scorcher. And make one, sure... So. That when you do that, that you'll you'll let the people know that you were on an episode of this oh, podcast. Of <laughs> so You've they can all go seen listen. him on the Dictionary Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really? He, he yeah. was on the Dictionary? Amazing. How did you see him? It was a sound-only podcast. That's weird. I saw his voice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, all right. we're, we're going to end it there. Thank you very much. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.